three, two, one, and we are on. So I like to do things a little differently every now and then, and uh, we're actually in my brother's townhouse right now, and we're recording here, and that's the advantage of having a nice, simple setup, is that you're mobile, you can go around and talk with people wherever you want. And I like this face-to-face -face because I tried Skype before and it's always challenging, so that's why we're doing face-to-face. -face. And um, this is my brother, Brad, and welcome. Good to be here. Awesome. We're, we're using the microphone. This is probably the fifth or sixth session that I've done with this microphone. It seems to be coming out really nice. We'll see how it works with two people talking. I think it should be fine. It's a pretty good microphone, which I highly recommend. Nobody's paying me to say that, but anyway. <laughs> it's red, so um, that's why I'm obsessed with it. I guess one of the topics that we can talk about, and we'll keep it pretty cash, should just talk as we normally do. Just because we're on the recording here doesn't mean we have to get all serious and whatnot, but of course we come from business backgrounds, so we are kind of serious, we are kind of business oriented in our approaches, and I guess one of the big topics is being organized, and I think that's something that you and I work on every single day, even if it's just your schedule, your calendar, we seem to be really particular about being organized. And I know I use my Google Calendar every day. Everything I do is in my calendar. And that's my one tool that I use to keep me on point, keep me on track. I can put my notes in there. That's like one of the best organization tools on my end that I recommend. But I'm just wondering if you have any other tools that you use in your line of work and go for it, free for all. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Similar to you, I have uh, organization from like my routines written out for first thing in the morning for what I do when I wake up um, to, of course, having my calendar events kind of planned right into my phone. Um, your phone's with you everywhere you go. And uh, so you can actually look at my phone and see how every block of the day is planned out and organized and uh, just keeps me on point and gives me reminders throughout the day which makes it easier for me to remember things. Um, so I'll use that for the entire year. You'll see stuff that's planned out for like six, seven months from now and there have been times where you and I will like plan hikes or triathlons or things from six months from now. We'll pick weekends and, um, and be that organized and that forward thinking and um, it's unbelievable on a day when you are structured and you have all that plotted in there, um, you think that would drive you crazy a bit going like that day after day, but um, actually the days where I don't have anything planned are uh, probably the ones where I definitely don't get as much done. Um, I'm not as effective in my day and you can very easily tell. So it's kind of feels odd when I have a day when I haven't actually effectively organized it or planned it out. Mm -hmm. um, kind of goes off the rails a bit so yeah yeah it's interesting because like jack welch who is I totally had that in my head i was going to say that mm, about jack welch from the Lord. Yeah. next five years are all planned out oh uh, yeah 
as a secretary booking everything and whatnot. So you can't, uh, yeah, to get get him on board is is tough. It's crazy people booking. I think now the calendar apps have been updated. So now you can book in like five minute increments, 15 minute increments if you want to get real specific with uh, how your minutes are laid out. I know like Gary Vaynerchuk, I think he like books every five minutes. He's pretty particular about how he schedules it. Mm-hmm. When I was in the corporate world, it was like 15 minute meetings and uh, it'd be pretty much on point. You want to keep it, keep it tight. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to get all loosey goosey with things because it's your time, right? You can't Absolutely. you can't really replace your time. You've only got so much of it. So. Yeah, it's something that I teach people all the time in my job, and um, you know, some people, um, for example, my wife, who's more artistic and more spontaneous, doesn't like having a schedule, and at first, really put up. Um, her hands and said, no, no, I'm not interested and, yeah. and using a calendar and being structured and planning a week or two out. I like that spontaneity and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was before we were married. And then as we've gotten, as we've been married here the last, uh, you know, eight months or so, um, I've gotten her to see kind of the benefits of having that schedule and she's tried it out little bits and pieces not the whole day at times just structured pieces kind of in the morning and mm-hmm. in the evening and um, and she's noticed a huge difference to kind of having that scheduled out and so even a person who's like the artist who loves to be spontaneous um, you can still find ways uh, to add some organization and planning into your day and see the benefits. And you can even plan blocks of time for that creativity and that kind of spontaneity. There are some days where I'll have, you know, five hours on a Saturday where I don't have anything booked, but I have it blocked off to go do something spontaneous and do mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. You can book like procrastination time too, so that, like, you know, oh, this is the time where I can just not do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can sort of allow yourself to escape in that particular moment. A lot of creative people do need that time where they just, um, they go into like a flow state and uh, that's important so that, you know, they have that big chunk of time. But if you're, if you're creative, it's silly to think. (laughs) Sorry, I got lost. I looked at the screen and I can see myself. And we can see ourselves and I guess it's kind of, intimidating in a sense because you're looking at yourself but then you're also talking to the microphone and it's kind of all over the place when i typically do these recordings i'll actually have the um the record the, the video recording piece far off in the distance so the only thing that i see in front of me is the the microphone and it actually just allows me to just talk for like an hour and not even think about it too much but then you kind of get conscious when you've got like the laptop screen right there, because then you're kind of looking at yourself. But, um, but anyway, aside, <laughs> aside from that, the the thing about creativity is you you kind of need to constrain yourself, right? Like, I watched a talk when Marissa Mayer was at Google, and she's like, creativity likes constraints. It's like you you want to kind of give you give you that structure so that you can create freely um sometimes i go a little crazy and i'll have like several days where i might not book anything so i go like the warren buffett 
way because he doesn't have anything in his calendar. He might have one or two things. He kind of goes in a different approach, but he he kind of has a schedule in his head of what he does every day. Mm-hmm. But he um, he can go into a, an obsessive mode, and sometimes I do that too. If I'm like writing or something like that, or if I'm doing some children's book ideas or any kind of ideas, I'll just like spend like five hours. I don't even know if time's gone by. So kind of mm-hmm. having those times where you can kind of do that is important. Um, I guess when you look at the calendar, how does that relate to your routine? And then does that allow you to do things that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise by having a schedule, by having a calendar? Yeah, so I mean, my routine, I don't necessarily put right into the calendar. You know, the the Mm. basic, you know, all the small details like the, you know, wake up, have a glass of water, make a smoothie. Um, those things, that, a lot of the natural routines in the morning, I don't put it into a calendar. They're just natural habits in my head that I'm just used to doing mm-hmm. every single day. And so uh, I do have them like written down, and I do recommend that it's important to to write your morning routines down and kind of tweak them as you go and what works best for you first thing in the morning. Um, but I don't put them into my calendar each and every single day. They're just natural. They become natural mm-hmm. habits of my everyday life. Uh, same with even my uh, end of day routines, and uh, so yeah, those are just those aren't part of the calendar and kind of the structure. But really, what goes into there are kind of your my key events. So if I have um, say a workout in the morning at six a.m., those are planned out for the week. Uh, the six a.m. workouts, and if there's a workout in the evening. Those are all structured in there, and I plan those out for the entire week. Um, because of course we work out twice a day and we need that structure mm-hmm. and there's a specific plan that we have to follow in order to um, be successful in doing the triathlon that we have coming up so yeah. um, there's no doubt that like that is in there each and every single day so I stay on path with my workouts and sometimes those even change I assess the day before sometimes my calendar for the next day and I'll adjust it depending how the body feels sometimes as well if we've worked out quite a bit in the lower body and I'm just feeling quite sore, we might switch it up to an upper day and I'll switch that the night before usually and mm-hmm. communicate with you. So, um, yeah, I guess that it's like, it's like having that, it's having the schedule so you can do these things. It's to do these things that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. And, uh, it, it helps. It helps because otherwise, you know, you're not going to get the exercise in. You're not going to get the workout in. You're just going to, like, let it go. Mm-hmm. And you'll get caught up. you get caught up in your emails. you get caught up in your social media. I just see so many people looking at their social media and I'm like, well, did you schedule that in? Or are you just, like, doing that because you feel like it? Mm-hmm. And the chances are they're not actually having a scheduled day. And it's it's an easy time suck. You can look at your look at your watch and be like, oh, I just spent like two hours on social media, because they've got like autoplay now. So while you're finished watching a video, you get a you get like a little pop up showing you the next video you should check out. And based on your interests, you'll be like, oh, hey, I should check that video out. And then all of a sudden, you become disorganized because um, social media is trained to give you what you 
are like what you want to see, but what you shouldn't see, mm-hmm. because it's uh, next thing you know, you don't have the time. Do you get into social media at all? You don't really get into social media no. too much. No. It's probably a good thing, right? Yeah, you're one of the few millennials who. You're uh, an older millennial. Yeah, I, I am an older millennial, but all I got is like Facebook and LinkedIn for my work and. Mm-hmm. Um, and even at that, like Facebook, I barely even check. Um, it took me eight. It took me about eight years just to update my profile mm. uh, picture. So for the longest time, I looked like I was still twenty years old. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I haven't gotten into social media, and I don't let it distract me. And I think that's a big distraction for a lot of people. And I know people mm. who will spend, you know, two hours a day, and it's not even their business or anything that they do. It's just reading through their feeds and different yeah. things. So I haven't really gotten into that, but yeah, I think that's one of the things in the future I'd look to learn more about. It's a good tool marketing-wise, although I saw a video of a doctor who suggested that you don't have any social media at all. You just don't even bother. And what you do is you focus on the work that you're good at. Mm-hmm. And if you put your entire focus on that, People will just naturally find you somehow. Yeah. Uh, so social media takes away from what you're good at, takes away from who you are if you let it. And it's almost like a broadcast mechanism. But you could very well just be like trying to think of some people. For instance, like Seth Godin, who's one of the best marketers, he writes books and he blogs, mm-hmm. and he doesn't do anything on social media. He's also one of the best marketers in the world. So the question is, why is he not on these platforms? Well, it's because he's just focusing on his craft, which is writing books and blogging every single day. Naturally, he has a fantastic following because the quality of the work lives on one platform, so there's no... There's no dummying down anything. There's no watering it down with all mm-hmm. the other noise that's out there. So I guess that's really interesting because being organized and just being on point is probably something that can happen if you just sort of enjoy what you're trying to create. I know when we're like exercising, sometimes I don't like have any sort of watch or anything. I don't even know how far I'm going. Because <laughs> sometimes you just want to do it because, like, you know you're going to be out there for an hour, right? And as long as you go do it within that chunk of time and you enjoy it, and that actually adds perhaps less stress than a, than a smartwatch that's going to tell you all of your text messages while you're running, I can get a little bit bogged down. And you slip and fall because you're busy looking at the text messages on your, on your watch as you're running. <laughs> It's kind of like not the best way. Although I I saw an ultra runner recently and her watch is just one of those old Timex watches and she just hits the start button and she goes for like two hours. She doesn't know how far she's going, but she's uh, she's just focused on her craft, which is running. She doesn't let all the other stuff bog her down. And I think it comes down to it with business too. You want to have some sort of organization and be like, yeah, this is, this is my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
what else should we talk about? You, you want to throw in Donkey Kong? Is that going to be related to any of this? We we got on this kick of playing Donkey Kong recently, which you can't be playing video games if you don't have free time. So you need to allocate free time. But it's almost like you want to reward yourself for be, for being organized, right? Like it's like watching movies at night. Well, sometimes it's not too bad if if you've done enough work throughout the day, then you deserve to like sit around and maybe watch a movie and relax. You almost need that that downtime, right? Yeah. Do you find that's valuable for you? Yeah, absolutely. It's like an unwind time um, where you've, you know, you've been focused and worked the entire day and it's nice to kind of have that 30 minutes where you're um, doing something different, something fun, something that you maybe wouldn't normally do. We don't usually play video games. It's not like an everyday habit or anything, so it's not like a bad habit. It's like a once a month kind of thing. I think we're going to have a different uh, podcast that's all about Donkey Kong. So I don't want to go into too much detail about Donkey Kong right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do some uh, some video of us actually playing. Playing Donkey Kong? Yeah, as part of the podcast. And get into maybe. a gaming session. Yeah, absolutely. Neither of us have really gotten into games. It's sort of like a thing that's more of like decor for the apartment, right? It's not like... a it's not like something that gets used mm-hmm. because uh, we're both trying to do our trying to do our things. So uh, video games can take up a lot of time. I I had huge addictions to video games when I was younger. So I I don't let it get on get on my nerves too much anymore, but uh, certainly it has its pros and cons, but I think it it comes down to like movies as well like I think that's um, our bad habit. That's our bad habit. Probably seen every single movie from 2017. You name it. Yeah, probably. As long as it's like, not a foreign movie. If it's anything that's nominated for the Oscars, we've probably watched it. I mean, we could probably go into our own podcast just for like Oscars as well. Just feel like we've seen so many movies there. Yeah. And I guess you kind of wonder, well, how do you find the time? Well, you do. You schedule it. You can actually look at anyone who's perhaps really successful and you'll find that they have a lot of downtime where they where they just watch documentaries or something else or do something that they enjoy exactly it's it's because they they've allocated the time for it so they've been organized enough to mm-hmm. make it happen but if they're all over the place and no i guess back to the organization topic how do you plan out your week do you do it like once every week on a sunday then you plan the whole week or do you do it like the night before Mm. plan out the next day or do you do it a month before and plan out the whole month the intention is to take it to the next level by doing all of those a combination of all of those you 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 plan out your monthlies as almost like goals and then you want to break it down by weekly review how you did for each week so then look at sunday as the the place to plan ahead but then also to reflect back and then like on my end, I have like this thing that's been really helpful lately, and it's like a, a checklist of 11 items that I should be doing every single day. It's like read 30 minutes, meditate 10 minutes, exercise, whether it's swim, bike, run, or weights. And then I've got reach out to like 50 people to build my network and then create 30 minutes of content like this is an example of like 30 minutes plus of content because this goes into a blog so i have this checklist and i actually go through that every single day 
and like I rank myself. I've got like yellow, orange, red. So red is a bad day, means I didn't do much of that list. Yellow is a good day, and then uh, actually orange is a good day, and then yellow is the great day. That's where you get like 10 plus items done. But the only way it can be done is with organization. So if I don't finish that stuff, and what happens is by the end of the day, it'll be like, oh, why didn't I do this? Ideally, I want like four to five great days. And then I can look back in my week and be like, yeah, that was, that was awesome. That's mm -hmm. really as simple as it gets. Because if you try to throw in too many things, and these are like micro tasks, right? Like a 10 minute meditation is like a micro task. It doesn't take too much out of your day. You can't spare 10 minutes to do maybe task, whatever task is important. And you got to look at your schedule there. But getting those done makes you feel good. It's like a psychological uplifting feeling knowing that you got those done. So mm -hmm. I guess that's more on, on my end that I've been playing around with. And I'm not like 100% perfect by any stretch. Like that, I'd be lying if I said that I nailed it every time. I don't think anyone ever does nail it 100%. I think you you run into days where you get bogged down. Maybe it's a client. Maybe it's just one thing that's kind of popped up. But you know, if you give the effort, then you should acknowledge that. So yeah. how about you? Do you have anything to add on to that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Sometimes I've run into, run into podcasters that will fall asleep. <laughs> while they're either interviewed or they're interviewing which i find is, is specifically with you are you putting them to sleep sometimes i like to have a nice calm monotone voice so that if somebody is listening to this that they could fall asleep while listening to this that's like my goal is that people will fall asleep mm. while listening to this like yeah. that that's what i want um because <laughs> even if they're driving yeah, like if <laughs> I find that podcasts put you into this state of calmness. Like, like I'm listening to podcasts while I'm driving, and if somebody could cut me off on the freeway, and I'll be so calm because because the podcast I'm listening to, it's usually I'm not biased or anything, but most of the podcasts I listen to, it's like men with a little bit deeper voices, and it's it's kind of relaxing. Mm -hmm. So. Um, it, it does kind of help. It feels like my blood pressure is like lowered because because of that. If I had a really high pitched voice, I feel like people would maybe get annoyed because there's a lot there's there's a place for that, but it's probably not my intention is to is to be really high pitched. Mm -hmm. Especially if you've got children, you're probably not looking to to hear another child on the podcast if you're if you're tuning in, but. Uh, I guess the topic of sleep yeah I definitely want to do that I want to put them to sleep but then have them come back for more right yeah. I think the intention is that people like subscribe they comment on whether it's a podcast or video that's the intention and then they don't have to but they can also dislike it if they want and think it's crappy I'm okay with that too but if like you're tuning in that's at the end of the day great because then I know that you're you're getting something out of it, which is more important than than um, trying to sell too much. I don't really want to try to sell. I'd rather just try to give as much as I can in terms of 
knowledge experiences yeah and then have others share that too so and then hopefully people can hear me absolutely and hear you too that's why we have this uh, blue yeti <laughs> once again not getting paid for that <laughs> i don't have any affiliate links because um i don't like trying to be too salesy mm-hmm. i think if people like something then you know they should go check it out yeah they can figure it out for themselves how to how to get there it's not uh, it's not too difficult but yeah it depends on which platform you're on but you can certainly check me out you can check out this podcast it's pretty easy to find and um we can pretty much wrap this up all right i feel like uh it, these are like bite-sized podcasts sometimes you could go like talking for about an hour yeah that's good sometimes you could go like four hours but it's probably not it's not always the best thing but like if if you had like a scientist on and you started talking to them about like how they do things it could go on for a very long time which is just crazy we're gonna play some donkey kong now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess People might be wondering how you play Donkey Kong. Well, you have to get that Super Nintendo that's out these days, which seems to be or you hot. Just get an original Super Nintendo. Could get the original Super Nintendo. Hopefully, it works. But those are always fun. Yeah, maybe we'll do that, right. or or we'll get back to work. It's one or the other. We have the free time now to figure out how we can do that. But yeah. okay, we'll wrap it up. Anything else you wanted to say? I think that's good. It's okay. been a pleasure to be on your show here in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the mobile podcaster. I don't know if that's a thing. Maybe I should patent that or something. But okay. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>